0: Welcome to the Law Enforcement Guru, the podcast dedicated to inspire, motivate, educate, and prepare you for a job in law enforcement. Our conversations with industry experts, leading professionals, and on our own personal experience will help you navigate all aspects of the selection process and provide the edge you need to succeed. Now, here's your host, with over 30 years of experience, the Law Enforcement Guru himself, Deputy Chief Tony Levitino. Welcome to episode number six of the Law Enforcement Guru podcast, where you will receive actionable advice on how to survive the law enforcement selection process. I'm your host, retired Deputy Chief Tony Levitino, and thanks for joining me. Today, our topic is the law enforcement code of ethics and the importance of ethics to the police service, and specifically, you, the applicant. The law enforcement profession is undoubtedly under attack, and unfortunately, Every agency is under a microscope for the actions or misdeeds of a few officers. The liberal media and those who neither understand police procedures or support lawlessness as a legitimate form of protest have center stage. Police leaders must emphasize maintaining ethical principles in policing and reflect those principles in the agency's mission statement and policy and procedure manuals. One of the hallmarks of a profession is the existence of a code of ethics. Medical doctors trace their code of ethics, known as the Hippocratic Oath, to the Greek physician Hippocrates in 370 B.C. In law enforcement, we have the law enforcement code of ethics, traceable back to 1957. Before we jump in, let's first define the word ethics. Ethics is a philosophy that behaviors can be governed by By a moral construct and delineated by adopting a set of standards to guide individuals or groups. The International Association of Chiefs of Police adopted the Law Enforcement Code of Ethics at the 64th Annual IACP Conference and Exposition in October 1957. The IACP is a membership funded professional association founded in 1893. The association's goals are to advance police service science and the art of police services, bring about recruitment and training in the police profession of qualified persons, and encourage all police officers' adherence to high professional performance and conduct standards. The IECP has 31,000 members in 106 countries, and likely the chief of the agency you are applying for is a member. A similar organization known as the National Sheriff's Association has the Code of Ethics of the Office of Sheriff's. I was fortunate to be a member of the IACP until I retired and can vouch for its professionalism and desire to advance our profession. I included a free download of the Code of Ethics in the show notes, or you can go to lawenforcementguru.com and click on the Resources tab for a copy. I want prospective applicants to print it out, pin it on your bulletin board, or download it to your phone and start to memorize it. There's a likelihood you may have to memorize and regurgitate it upon demand at some point during the academy. Even if your specific academy doesn't require it, its content is relevant and every sentence meaningful. If you've ever heard it before, I will recite it again. As a law enforcement officer, My fundamental duty is to serve mankind, to safeguard lives and property, to protect the innocent against deception, the weak against oppression or intimidation, and the peaceful against violence or disorder, and to respect the constitutional rights of all men to liberty, equality, and justice. I will keep my private life unsullied as an example to all. Maintain courageous calm in the face of danger, scorn, or ridicule develop self-restraint, and be constantly mindful of the welfare of others. Honest in thought and deed, in both my personal and official life, I will be exemplary in obeying the laws of the land and the regulations of my department. Whatever I see or hear of a confidential nature, or that is confided to me in my official capacity, will be kept ever secret unless revelation is necessary in the performance of my duty. I will never act officiously or permit personal feelings, prejudices, animosities, or friendships to influence my decisions. With no compromise for crime and with relentless persecution of criminals, I will enforce the law courteously and appropriately without fear or favor, malice or ill will, never employing unnecessary force or violence and never accepting gratuities. I will recognize the badge of my office as a symbol of public faith, and I accept it as a public trust to be held as long as I am true to the ethics of the police service. I will constantly strive to achieve these objectives and ideals, dedicating myself before God to my chosen profession, law enforcement. That is the code in its entirety. The Law Enforcement Code of Ethics was adopted by many state peace officers, standards, and training authorities, also known by the acronym POST, P-O-S-T. You will hear me discuss POST agencies repeatedly in upcoming episodes because of their importance to the law enforcement profession. Every state has an agency regulatory authority like POST, which establishes the minimum standards for peace officer hiring and training and essentially is the state's licensee authority. For example, California Post Regulation 1013 states, and I'll quote, the law enforcement code of ethics shall be administered to all peace officer trainees during the basic course and to all other persons at the time of appointment. This means every officer in California is forced to memorize the code in the academy or must repeat or read the statement when sworn in. There's no escaping proof that every officer is aware of the Code of Ethics. Additionally, many agencies incorporate a version of the Code into their rules and regulations. One significant reason for this is to establish a rule of conduct and a definitive ethical expectation for their officers. Officers whose behavior violates the Code of Ethics are subject to discipline or termination. The very existence of the Code and the officer's knowledge of it has been evidence supporting termination when an officer falsely claims that they didn't know their conduct was unethical. The Law Enforcement Code of Ethics will give you an explicit model of ethical expectations. In episode number two of the Law Enforcement Guru podcast, I explained you will need to answer the question, why do you want to be a police officer, or what does the profession of law enforcement mean to you? the code could provide some answers for you. Additionally, some interview panels may ask you situational questions and ask you to make an ethical decision without a moral framework, which could make answering the questions difficult. In an upcoming podcast, we'll be taking on some of these questions head-on, but right now, I think it's worthwhile to dissect the code and talk about each section and why each sentence is essential. Paragraph number one. States, as a law enforcement officer, my fundamental duty is to serve mankind, to safeguard lives and property, to protect the innocent against deception, the weak against oppression or intimidation, and the peaceful against violence or disorders, and to respect the constitutional rights of all men to liberty, equality, and justice. All right, so let's break this down a little bit. Law enforcement officers are obligated to protect and serve the public at large, not just a specific segment of the community, but all people, regardless of their race, religion, age, social, or economic status, sex, or gender identification. This duty is understood to be 24-7, irrespective of whether the officer is on or off duty. There are many stories of officers far from their jurisdictions taking positive police action to protect lives and property. Predators exist in every corner of our community who are continually looking for, for the most vulnerable among us, including children who are easily victims of sexual predators and the elderly who are frequently victims of financial scams, leaving them penniless. Those who can't defend themselves are easily taken advantage of, attacked, or intimidated and made to feel unsafe. The majority of the public are peaceful, non-aggressive, and law-abiding. However, there are those in society who thrive in a sight disorder disorder and perpetuate violence while carelessly disregarding the safeguards guaranteed in the Constitution of the United States. Law enforcement officers are often referred to as the thin blue line. You may have seen U.S. flags rendered in black and white with one of the stripes in blue. Law enforcement officers are represented by the blue line, which is the separation between good and evil. You can learn a little bit more about the Thin Blue Line in my blog entitled The Thin Blue Line Controversy on LawEnforcementGuru.com. Paragraph number two. I will keep my private life unsullied as an example to all, maintain courageous calm in the face of danger, scorn, and ridicule, develop self-restraint, and constantly mindful of the welfare of others. Honest in thought and deed in both my personal and official life, I will be exemplary in obeying the laws of the land and the regulations of my department. Whatever I see or hear of a confidential nature or that is confided to me in my official capacity will be kept ever secret unless revelation is necessary in the performance of my duty. Let's discuss this. Law enforcement officers must must maintain high ethical standards and moral standards both on and off duty. Our positions are highly visible, and we shouldn't draw attention to ourselves by engaging in conduct which could bring discredit to our departments. We handle volatile and emotionally charged dangerous situations regularly and can't let our emotions get the best of us. Successful completion of our tour of duty requires exercising self-control, and we must never lose sight of the fact that others depend on us. Honesty is our hallmark in both public and private conduct, and we can't be hypocritical and must follow the law or the rules of our departments. During investigations, we have access to confidential information from both computer databases and informants. This information can cause injury or death to others if carelessly revealed, and we are honor-bound not to disclose it unless for a legitimate and lawful reason. Paragraph number three, I will never act officiously or permit personal feelings, prejudices, animosities, or friendships to influence my decisions. With no compromise for crime and with relentless persecution prosecution of criminals, I will enforce the law courteously and appropriately without fear or favor, malice or ill will, never employing unnecessary force or violence, and never accepting gratuities. Law enforcement officers are the most visible representative of the government in our laws and have a great deal of discretion in the enforcement and prosecution of those laws. Our core function is the apprehension and prosecution of criminals to the fullest extent of the law. Despite our relentless pursuit, we'll enforce the law fairly, courteously, without compromise, and only use reasonable force necessary to effect an arrest. We shall never accept favor or gratuities that can cloud our judgment or undermine the public trust. The Final Paragraph. I will recognize the badge of my office as a symbol of public faith, and I accept it as a public trust to be held as long as I am true to the ethics of the police service. I will constantly strive to achieve these objectives and ideals, dedicating myself before God to my chosen profession, law enforcement. The badge represents the faith and trust bestowed upon us by the public, and this responsibility exists as long as you remain ethical, and loyal to the police service. I do want to mention that if a person has an objection to the word God, it can be omitted during the recital of the oath. Unfortunately, I've personally investigated many situations which led to to officers being disciplined or terminated for violating the Code of Ethics and other department rules and regulations. Every case could track back to the failure of the officer to abide by the code. Police agencies are competing with other employers to hire qualified applicants, and until RoboCop is perfected, we still need to recruit peace officers from within the populace and live with their strengths, weaknesses, and varying moral compasses. Our communities will always have individuals demonstrating the full spectrum of ethical behavior and having ulterior motives wanting to become officers. The law enforcement application and selection process exists to weed out the unsuitable and identify the qualified, and that's why it's so difficult to pass the background investigation and why you are asked so many probing and intimate questions. The agency has an ethical obligation to the community to hire men and women who've already demonstrated the highest ethical and moral traits and behaviors before they actually become officers. So the importance of ethics in police service can't be overemphasized. In conclusion, as a current or future police applicant, each of you needs to examine your present and past actions and analyze them against the law enforcement code of ethics. In other words, you might need to clean up your act a bit more, and perhaps you've done some things you aren't very proud to admit. Hopefully, you've learned something from those ethical lapses, and they weren't a consistent theme throughout your life. Whatever your past actions, moving forward, you need to vow to live your life within the code of ethics framework. Just a reminder to download the code of ethics PDF in the show notes, or head over to lawenforcementguru.com and click on the resources link. You can always connect with me on Facebook and Instagram by searching for Law Enforcement Guru, on Twitter as LawEnfGuru. That's L A W E N F G U R U. And email your questions or suggestions for topics to tony at lawenforcementguru.com. By now, you know I'm fond of quotes at the end of my podcast, but the following is one of my own. Peace officers make hundreds of decisions every day, but to act ethically shouldn't be one of them. I want to thank you all for joining me today, and I will see you in the next podcast. Now that you've finished this episode of the Law Enforcement Guru, it's time to take your education even further by visiting our webpage for valuable resources like show notes on today's episode, videos, blogs, and downloadable content to make you even more marketable long before you enter the interview. You can find all this and more on lawenforcementguru.com.